It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Breaking news, Bryce Young is officially QB1 here in Carolina. Well, it's news, but it's also not that big of news because we kind of known this for a while. But you know what is actual news? Brian Burns, who doesn't have a contract, showed up the camp, didn't hold out. Are you wondering why? I'll tell you right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays, like tomorrow, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me over on Twitter, at Julian Council, to get those questions into me. Now, last week, was disappointed, didn't get a lot of questions, y'all, get those questions in, I'm sure you have plenty of them, as training camp officially started on Wednesday morning for the Carolina Panthers, where we got breaking news, Bryce Young, the guy the Carolina Panthers Moved up from 9-1 to one for the guy that they gave up next year's first-round pick. Also, DJ Moore, a second-rounder this past draft and a second-rounder in 2025 for. Yeah, he's going to be the starting quarterback this year. Breaking news, Bryce Young is QB1 officially here in Carolina. Now, I saw this on Twitter as Frank Reich spoke to the media on day one of training camp after their first practice, and he let everyone know. I think it was Will Kunkel of uh, Fox 46 here locally in Charlotte asked him, hey, just so we don't ask this question every single day, is Bryce QB1? And Frank said, yes, he's QB1. It was that simple. It was that simple. And that simple answer is why things are so different here In Carolina, no dog and pony show like we got last year where the Carolina Panthers on night two of the 2022 NFL draft tried to come to terms with the Cleveland Browns for Baker Mayfield, but money got in the way. The Browns had no leverage, but they didn't want to pay as much of Baker Mayfield's fifth year option, that deal for 2022. Then they ended up paying later on in July when the Panthers finally were able to come to terms, get Baker to come to Carolina to actually be competition. We'll put that in quotes for Sam Darnold. And that competition, again in quotes, was never real. The Panthers watched Sam Darnold play the year prior in 2021. They had seen the struggles from Sam. And they had talked constantly throughout the offseason about needing to stabilize that position. There was no way after trying to trade for Baker back in April and then actually getting to trade for him in early July that Sam Darnold was going to start week one against Baker Mayfield's former team, the Cleveland Browns. That was not going to happen. And for whatever reason, Matt Rule, the former head coach here in Carolina, acted as if it was a competition. And fine, some days Baker won, some days Sam Darnold won. But y'all, 
we knew from day one they were not going to start Sam Darnold until they found out Baker Mayfield was not the answer. And what happened? They started Baker, wasn't the answer. Sam was already hurt. PJ played, and once Sam was healthy, all right, whatever. We got nothing to lose. Let's see what we got. Let's see what he can do in these final six weeks, where he looked good for the first four. Then turnovers came back against Tampa Bay. Maybe not all of them his fault, but still the turnovers showed up. And then week 18 against New Orleans, he looked like the player who the Carolina Panthers tried to replace him with in Baker Mayfield. Fast forward to now, there is no pomp and circumstance. There is no farcical quarterback competition. The job is Bryce Young's. And I said, this is been pretty much official since June when during OTAs, the final couple days there, Frank Reich and the Panthers had Bryce Young as a starting quarterback and then officially told us going into mandatory minicamp that, yeah, Bryce is going to take all the snaps with the one. So I said that this is not news. This has been official since June. Well, actually, Darren Gant, who corrected me, my good friend Darren Gant, my neighbor Darren Gant, by the way, um, he corrected me by saying, no, you misspelled March. On March 10th, when the Panthers gave up, the first round pick in 2024, swapped places with the Bears this past year, gave up that second round pick they got from San Francisco in the McCaffrey trade, gave up a second round in 2025, and DJ Moore, Bryce Young officially became the starting quarterback. And even back then, before we even knew Bryce Young was going to be in Carolina, they knew. They knew who they were trading up for. They knew who they were drafting. On March 10th, Bryce Young became QB1. He just officially, I guess, in the words of Frank Reich, became it on July 26th, even though, for anyone who's been paying attention, that's not really news. And if you read Albert Breer of Monday Morning Quarterback Sports Illustrated on Monday, he had an interview with Frank Reich, and Frank Reich was quoted as saying, He's going to training camp as the number one quarterback. We made that transition about two weeks ago in OTAs. We didn't make any big deal of it. We didn't hold any big press conferences. We just did it. That was always the plan. We'd start talking about it. Okay, Andy's going to take first team reps. Let's just assume that everything goes the way we think it's going to go. When's the best time to make the transition? And that's kind of what we had determined. And then things went the way we thought they would go. We were always willing to make adjustments if we needed to, but we didn't need to. The Panthers' plan from day one, March 10th, when they traded, was for Bryce Young to be QB1 week one in Atlanta. And the smartest thing to do was to give him the first team reps now. Not to wait around and split them to where your offense is sputtering early on and your quarterback doesn't look like he is under control because he already missed the entire offseason, but to go ahead and get it out of the way. Andy Dalton's here to play a role. If Bryce needed more time, Andy would be QB1 right now. But Bryce didn't need more time. So now Andy steps aside, works with the twos, and allows Bryce to get the one reps. And also, when the preseason comes along, Andy will also step aside and let Matt Corral develop. The Panthers have a plan. And that's the thing they haven't had over the last couple seasons, a plan. And that's why I'm so damn happy that we have an actual NFL coaching staff here in Carolina compared to what we dealt with the last... Three years when Matt rules the head coach in Carolina. They have a plan, and they're not going to sit here messing around and saying there's a competition when everyone knows by their actions what's actually going to happen. And what happened, what we always knew was going to happen, is that Bryce Young is QB1 officially here 
in Carolina. And one last quote from Frank Reich that he said on Wednesday when announcing it, I always felt Scott and I, the coaching staff, Mr. Tepper, when we decided to pick Bryce, we imagined and we saw that vision that we'd be standing here saying that he's QB1. They saw the vision. They saw everything they needed to see from Bryce during OTAs. They made the change. And officially, on July 26, Bryce Young is QB1 here in Carolina. So does that change anything? For Bryce, he said, for me, doesn't change my approach. Make sure I take things day by day. Sabinized. All the stuff that we've heard from him before. It's a process. Day by day. Not too high. Not too low. This was always the plan here in Carolina. Bryce Young. Officially, breaking news, is QB1 here in Carolina. And that just shows you how times have changed. As we're not sitting here messing around, we're just going to go right into it and say, yes, he's QB1. Now, Brian Burns showing up to training camp on Tuesday was somewhat news when you saw the news out west in San Francisco that Nick Bosa, yes, Nick Bosa was not showing up. He's got a brother, Joey, but Nick Bosa decided not to show up for training camp because he's waiting on a contract. Brian Burns is also waiting on a contract, but he decided to show up to camp. Why did he do that? He told us on Wednesday, and I'll tell you here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Finney Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So, with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round? You'll be guaranteed to have two of the surest performers by going all AFC West with Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams and Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Adams has proved he remains a reliable top selection in Las Vegas, while Mahomes will again operate with both the highest floor and seat among the standout luxury options at his position. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternator shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle. Just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. The only news to come out so far at Carolina Panthers training camp is that a couple guys are on the pup list. You got Austin Corbett there, the starting right guard, who apparently, according to Scott Fitter, the Carolina Panthers general manager, is ahead of schedule. We'll see what that means later on when the Carolina Panthers get down to roster cutdowns next month in August. Also, Chandler Zavala, the fourth-round pick out of NC State, who's set to compete at left guard, is going to be out for a couple weeks on the pup list with that hamstring issue. Hopefully not something too long-term. John Penasini, though... Dealing with an ankle issue, or it's a hamstring issue, rather. 
Is that what it is? Either way, John Finnesini dealing with an issue that's been lingering, and that's probably going to impact his ability to actually make the roster here in Carolina. Then Jalen Redmond, a defensive end, is also on PUP. So that was the news coming into camp. Also, that Bryce Young signed his rookie deal, something that was always going to happen. I think there's only one rookie, a top 10 pick or whatever, that has not, or first-round rookie that has not signed their contract. Bryce Young was always going to sign. I think Zach Wilson was the last guy who was drafted that high, who didn't show up and sign um, before camp. It was two days into it when he finally did. Bryce Young got that deal done. So Bryce Young news, Pup news, all that. That was the only real news going into training camp. And so far, really the only news that we've gotten, aside from Bryce being QB1, which we've known since March, but really it's been the case since June, but also, the real news is that Brian Burns decided to show up to training camp. Now, some people might wonder why he did not get the contract that he was looking for, uh, at least that he wants. And I know that he's excited to get that eventually. He's going to get it from Carolina. Don't think he's going to get it from anybody else. But Brian Burns decided to show up to camp. That was big news. As Nick Bosa, who's in the same uh, boat as Brian Burns, the guy who's expected to get a ton of money and uh, be able to reset the market there at edge rusher. Uh, that was the hope this offseason, but eventually in the next coming days or weeks or months, that will happen for both Burns and for both and Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa decided that, hey, San Francisco, John Lynch, uh, Kyle Shanahan, organization, I'm not coming. I want my money before I show up. Brian Burns decided not to do that. I think some people can wonder, okay, why? That could be some leverage play. But, but really think about it. He has all the leverage. The Panthers, outside of him, don't have anyone proven at edge rusher that they can truly rely on. If he goes down, they are pff, they're bleeped. <laughs> they're they're in a they're SOL. They're going to be in a bad situation. So Brian Burns understands that. He's been a Pro Bowler back to back years. The Panthers have had multiple opportunities to trade him at the deadline last year when they traded up to number one to get Bryce. Decided not to do that. Uh, the Panthers have also uh, said that Brian Burns is going to be here. He's going to be a Carolina Panther that they want to build around him. So Brian Burns has all the leverage in the situation to where he didn't really need to sit out. And he's also someone who had missed time during OTAs and minicamp, and he's really trying to catch back up. And he did admit that he's still playing catch up, and there's a little bit of a learning curve for him because he missed some of that on-field time. He took a lot of mental reps that he missed being out there that he wants to be with his guys. So first and foremost, he said, I missed being out there and playing football. So why would I not show up to training camp in be with my boys. I'm going to show up. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to learn this new defense. I'm going to get ready for the 2023 season and then let everything happen. And that has been his mentality throughout the entirety of these negotiations every time the media has spoken to him. And another thing, too, was the team is building something that's bigger than him. That holding out for a new contract wasn't the most important thing, that him getting a new contract, while obviously, as he said, it's important to him, he wants that deal to be done, he's more concerned about where this team is headed. A team that, since he's been in Carolina, has not been successful. And you got to think that that guy wants to win just as much as he wants to get paid. And he knows he's going to get paid, but he wants to get the wins, which right now are not guaranteed. And with a new coaching staff, a new defensive scheme, he's more interested in being a leader, in developing as a player, in understanding what he's doing in this new 3-4 scheme. So I applaud Brian Burns in the leadership that he showed. And I'm not going to say that he would have been a bad guy had he not shown up. I'm not going to say the same thing about Nick Bosa. Now, I don't necessarily know all the situations out there in San Francisco, their financials, whether they can even make it happen. I don't think he's a bad dude for not showing up. He's deserved his money. He should get paid. Brian Burns deserves his money. He should get paid as well. I, I believe that. But I do appreciate the message that it shows 
at least to the coaching staff and to the entire team, that Brian Burns decided that he's going to show up. He's going to work. That we have not been good. We being the Carolina Panthers and Brian Burns' mind probably saying, hey, we haven't been good. Yes, I've had my own individual success, but I want to help build this. I want to make sure that the double-digit loss season's end, that the losing seasons are over. I want to go to the playoffs. Like That's the mindset that Brian Burns has. And when he was asked about, hey, what are the next steps for you? He said it's putting it all together as a player, as a leader, being everything the team needs. And he understood what the team needed was not for the drama of a holdout. It wasn't for one of their leaders to not be out on the field and to be back home waiting for his money to come in. What the team needed was for him to be out there, for him to be learning the new scheme, for him to be leading the young guys, especially in a position group where you have guys like Amari Barno and DJ Johnson, the third-round pick out of Oregon the Panthers traded up to get, who need to certainly get up to speed and be able to show that they can produce for the Panthers this upcoming season, that they needed Brian Burns to be out there to help Itor Grosmanos, who's transitioning from being a down lineman to now having to stand up and be an edge rusher. So Brian Burns understood what was more important for the team, and it was for him to be out there more so than what was important for himself, which, of course, is get paid, which is going to happen, but he was focused on being there with his guys. Now, Asked about the new scheme, 3-4 scheme, where Brian Burns really feels like a natural fit. I think it was Mike Kay of Charlotte Observer who asked Scott Fitterer uh, on Tuesday during move-in day if Burns is a more natural fit as a 3-4-4-3. Of course, Scott didn't really want to answer that question. But you look at the frame, the build of Burns, and you can see like, hey, yeah, you know, does he need to be kind of mucking it up there, uh, down lining on the edge? Not, not all the time, but he'd be better if he can stand up, which he's – Done a little bit of that anyways the last couple seasons with Phil Snow as a defensive coordinator here in Carolina. But now with the new scheme where he's going to be standing up more and ask you a little bit of different things, he says what's really going to do is showcase his IQ. Brian Burns is a smart, a smart guy. You can tell that. And you watch him play football, you know that. But now he gets to show that off where he can show up his IQ with his ability to disguise the coverages that they're in and what he's expected, what he's going to do, um, mapping out what exactly offense is going to do and understanding formations that offenses are doing. Because before, it's not like he was really asked to do that so much. And that's why there's that transition for a guy like Gross Matos, who probably has never had to do that <laughs> since high school to college, has not been asked to do that. And Brian Burns really hasn't been asked to do that that much, but now – He's going to do it, and I'm sure he's a guy who thinks he's going to get a couple of interceptions this year. He has more freedom to move around in this new scheme where, yes, he's got to, if he wants to put his hand in dirt, they ask him to do that, he can do it. But now, standing up, just able to do so many more things. So we know the talent, we've seen the production, but now we get to really see the football mind play out in real time this upcoming season in this new 3-4 scheme. So happy for Burns that he's healthy, that he's excited, and – in only due time, he will get his contract, and it sends all the right messages that one of your team leaders is deciding to do um, what's best for the team than sitting out and potentially uh, you know, hurting the team, if that is even the right way to put it. All right, so that's what happened with Brian Burns, uh, Bryce Young, of course, QB1. What are some of the other notes and takeaways from day one of OTAs? I'll let you know. And also, a Carolina Panther has been cut after just one day. What might that mean for the roster construction as the Panthers are still in need of a couple spots? I'll tell you here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, a few other takeaways from day one. I was not down there in a Spartanburg heat. I do think I'm going to get out there um, at some point in the next couple of days and weeks as the Panthers are hanging out down there at Wofford College. But uh, I have another job, so I've been kind of busy with that. Um, But I will make my way hopefully down there. And if anyone's there, uh, say what's up. Um, Or don't. It's really up to you. Uh, But a few other things as far as just where the offense is, and that's certainly a question as we saw you know, last year where the offense really struggled, new offense coordinator, new quarterback, and just never had that continuity. The good thing is the Panthers have pretty much, for the most part, since the draft, after really after the draft, they've had their quarterback. They've had the guys that they want out there. Aside from you know Hurst being a little being recovering from his issues, same thing with DJ Chark. It's it's been a mismatch, mismatch. But you know what I'm trying to say that. Offensively, there is the continuity of the quarterbacks, in particular Bryce Young being out there, the play callers being out there, and the offensive scheme being put in place. And according to Frank Reich, he felt like there was good carryover from OTAs uh, from Bryce Young and the rest of the offense, which is encouraging as this is a team that you really want to see them hit the ground running. I do think it's going to take some time for both sides of the ball with the new coaching staff with a rookie quarterback, new defensive scheme, offensive scheme. It's going to take a little bit of time. I think the defense might be able to catch up a little bit quicker just because of the veterans that they have there where offensively with the rookie quarterback, again, a very smart guy. Everyone said all the right things about Bryce. He's done all the right things. It's just going to take a little bit of time before things really get clicking if they really do uh, get to that level that they can maximize uh, this upcoming season for the Carolina Panthers in 2023. So good carry over there. Uh, Jonathan Mingo. He spoke to the media, didn't have a lot to say other than, you know, he's excited. Uh, he's really learning a lot from all the receivers. Didn't really just name one. He named, like, all of them. Said he's learning from Terrace Marshall, who's close in age to him and has been in the same position as him as a guy taking the second round coming out of the SEC. He's talked to Adam Thielen. He's talked to DJ Chark. He's really just being a sponge. He said, I can't – you can never learn too much, and that's a great attitude, and you can see why this coaching staff – really liked him and why they went out to go out and get him and why Scott Fitter, the general manager here, believes that he can play a big role in 2023. Now, will that be a starting role at the bat? We don't know. Uh, right now, Terrace Marshall, I guess, would be the favorite. Jonathan Mingo, a lot of good things have been said about him and Frank Reich. Kind of the same sentiment that he's been using since uh, OTA's mandatory minicamp, saying how Mingo looks good mentally, emotionally, and physically. Uh, but he needs to see the pads on. He's seen receivers look like Mingo. And go out there and not play well. But he's not all that concerned about that being the case with Jonathan Mingo. So only time will tell what role he'll play here in Carolina and how um, big of an impact he'll have as a rookie and even down the line here in his career uh, with the Panthers. But so far, a lot of positive signs coming out of camp and even backed in the spring with the uh, offseason program when it comes to Jonathan Mingo, the second-round pick out of Ole Miss. Now, there is news as well as after one day, the Panthers have waived the player, uh, Marquez Stevenson, who was expected to compete 
uh, for the kick returner and punt returner position has been cut from the roster. The Panthers now are down to 89 players. He was dressed at practice on Wednesday, but did not practice. So not sure what the situation uh, with that is, other than he's no longer a Carolina Panther, which means Panthers now have a roster spot open. And I know I'm someone who's been clamoring for it. Give the Panthers someone to help Brian Burns on the other side of the football. Scott Fitter said on Tuesday, when moving in and talking to the media, that the Panthers will be aggressive. That is their nature. If they think they can add somebody to the roster that can help them, they'll go out there and do it. And I just imagine that the Panthers are going to cut someone after one day. And Fitter is the same guy who did say, though, that he would give the guys who are already here in camp a chance. I don't know what happened with Stevenson, but they were going to cut somebody after one day. You have to feel like they're bringing in somebody who they feel like can help them. Or maybe they brought in some tryout guys and they feel like, hey, let's get this guy in instead of having Stevenson, who's probably unlikely to make the roster anyways. I'm not quite sure, but I would feel just in my heart that maybe they have something cooking. Maybe they got something cooking for the Carolina Panthers to bring somebody in. And it's been previous times we've seen them add somebody. And then the next day you find out what the uh, coinciding move is, like Taylor Stallworth back in June and then cutting Miles Dorn. But they went ahead and just cut somebody. Now they're going to add somebody. So we'll see who that is. Would love to see an edge rusher. I uh, don't know if they'd bring in a corner, but it would be nice to see an edge rusher with the Carolina Panthers, especially early on. Pads haven't come on to uh, be able to bolster that side of the football, in particular, that uh, that position group there at outside linebacker. Uh, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours, Julie, Julian Council. Again, y'all make sure to uh, subscribe and follow the show for free over on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. Get those questions in as I do the weekly Friday mailbag every Friday, either at me or DM me there over on Twitter to get those questions in. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Friday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.